or say, like, do it on, like, an Instagram or a Twitter where you can do a hashtag and search for the hashtag. Because then it then it would just pop up. Popping hashtags. That sounds I mean, interesting. What? Popping hashtags. Hashtags. What? No, I'm not. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah, we're in here. Next list today. Yep. Don't you wear it every day? Nope. Just got it. I don't know, but I don't know. I thought you might be back there oh god Karen Karen you're Karen can you turn down your brightness please no nope. you do the little the thing behind your ear the I little got the knob. <laughs> <laughs> all I can think about is so enough yeah, oh yeah <laughs> that's all I can think about <laughs> she's got that glow That's not a wave when anybody needs to be on in 2019. Did you see what the the, the timer was doing last week? Uh-uh. I can't, I can't see the timer. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was freaking out. Oh, yeah, it was, it was wigging out. It was, like, trying to be... It was trying to run, but it was only cycling through the milliseconds. So nothing... Everything else was zeros, and it was just... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, just it was great. Keep doing oh, it over made no over again. Did you fix it? Like restart? Yeah. All right, let's get over here to the notes. Gotta have the notes. Show notes. All right, so here we are, live at. Oh man, I missed it. I said live at almost 10:35. I, I actually said it was 10:34. Yeah, I know. And now it's 10:37. So we're live at 10:37. No, no. This is last week's list. This, this every week. is yes. this week's list. Because shit happens. Right? Yeah. Every week. And we're going to talk about that. Is there a date, right? Is today really the second? It is. It right? is June 2nd. Oh, my God. You gotta, we gotta, this is not. Uh, it's, it's like very, uh, you know what's different th this week than last than every other week? Those blinds are open a little bit. Yes, I did that on those. Okay. Well, there's a light. There's more light. I, I can always turn you down, but I can't turn you up. Happens every day. In the in in post, and so, and I, there was an axiom that I heard. Bright pixel is an in focus pixel. So I'm in focus. Right now, Aaron's in focus. Sort of. But yeah. So, because of that idea, I, 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 I'm using a little more light action. We've got our, our softness over there. We've got our, our hardness pinkish over here. We've got our practical back there and then there's a little bit coming through that window over there and then there's the window and that up there but that also means that you are like the same color as your shirt 
Yeah. I don't know why you choose things that are flesh colored for you, but see how me, you got skin and then you have shirt and then you have skin again. It's the skin I'm in. Now, see the contrast. I have contrast. See, Aaron, with your pants. Aaron, almost no contrast. You, no. You're not you contrasting. You'll fix it post. I can't make your shirt be a different color. Why not? Because then I would make you be a different color. <laughs> and I'm not that Photoshop guy that's going in to change your shirt color for every frame. Uh, that's just not for an hour. That's not, not that's not gonna happen. And you'd have to track all. So the tell us, why is it that stuff. you choose colors that are so close to your skin color? Are you trying to look nude every day? Yes. You're not getting the benefit of being nude. It's because I wish I were You're nude. You're just looking all the nude. Time. You're what? I wish I were nude all the time. I know that, but why look it when you can't really see yourself? No, I'm saying. Cam 2. What up, Cam 2? I thought about putting a little fake bracket thing and a little Cam 2 thing on there. So it says Cam 2, like blink. Cam 2. You want to snap? Snap. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you will not you trick sure, me with you that. You sure you don't want to be blind? No. No. Because for all I know, you put it in just as soon as you did that. For all I know, it could oh, be Oh, man. You know what's there. funny about making making videos and stuff is, is you are dealing with weird things in the future. Like decisions that are going to be in the future. Yeah. You're constantly You're dealing with that. that. It's kind of interesting. All right, did we do a mic check? We didn't, but... Oh, God. That was a terrible mic check. Well... Now now the people's ears are blown out. Hey, I'm the same size as mommy. I should leave it like this. Actually, it's symmetry. Yeah, actually, you're taller still. But it's like... Ow! <laughs> I, I'm Matter of fact, I'm leaving it like man. this, damn it! I've, I've actually started doing this at my desk. Yeah. As soon as you lean back, I know you lean back and it goes. But then when you stand up, it'll it'll come back up. Come back up. That's not the way the chair is supposed to work, people. I wonder what it is about you and these chairs because this is like what the second or third chair in a row that you've had. The one in China did it. No. Yeah. Yes, it did. It went. Remember doing that to me? Yes, it did. Just a couple months before. Remember? Before we left you. But where's that chair now? China. China. Exactly. It's trash. See, yeah. in the trash can. Or they took it and somebody choosing it. It's probably in some likely. like garden shack. <laughs> I know, it's some somebody's using that chair Speaking most likely. Of when we took out my chair with the wheels broke, mm -hmm. I took it to the front and the guard said and it's like, yeah, this will work, and they put it in their their little shack. That's right. Like, Reuse it, man. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Reuse it. I have another one. I'll have matching pair. When we leave. I really hope that that light is not flashing. I don't think it is. I think it's because it isn't I think black. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that's just you know the magic lantern. Yeah. yeah. If the light is flashing over my head, it's not the cops. All right. What y'all got? No, you start with the list. Oh no, we don't want to start with the list. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? You have. 
What do you have so, on your list? I only have two things. Wait, you had a Q of the W. Uh, one of the questions of this week was, um, how long have we worked together, meaning worked at the same place in the same, at the same time? How do we do it we as a couple? We don't work together, but... And do we talk to each other in the morning? Talk in the morning. Because, you know, there's this thing about people don't like to talk in the morning, right? I don't like to talk in the morning. I don't like to talk in the morning. Okay, well, I guess we answered that question. We we have worked in the same space, Not but really. never in the real, never in the same classroom. When you say the same space, like the same, same school. Building. No, even in Wuhan, you weren't even in the same building. You're all the way across the campus. Right, we were at the same school, but we've never worked in the same classroom or even same grade level. Or okay, so. But I think because people know we work at the same school they assume we work together but even if we did work together it wouldn't be a big deal like if we work if it we taught the same it would not be the, a big deal it might be a big deal for me why? I don't know I make up something I, <laughs> I make up something? Duh. <laughs> but I guess there's like this big we experienced when we were interviewing here that there's this thing about not hiring couples, whereas in other parts of the world they want to hire couples. It's actually smarter to hire couples. Yeah, because you get a twofer. Right. You only have to provide housing for one. Well, you're providing housing for two. But in the same, house. right? One rent. Literally two birds with one stone. Right. And if they have kids, they they tend not to pack up and leave as quickly. <laughs> yeah, they're a little more established, less averse to. The midnight move out, right? Which was a, a real worry for them in China when we first got there. You're not going to leave, right? Why, why would we leave? We did sign a contract. Why would we leave? Oh well, we've had people that came and left. Wow, really? Yeah, they just pack up in the middle of the night and, and out, they're out. And they're gone, and they never see them again. So, I mean, do that. Children. I mean, you could. You could, you could but, but it's but it not. Sucked. No, but that's it would suck for the children, it would suck for the family, but for the employer, it's a way different thing. They yeah. they they had, you know, their stuff set up and all of a sudden it's all blown to hell. Yeah. Yep. It's way worse than oh the person's sick in there. They are gonna be out a couple days and we just have to cover to oh god, they're gone and we don't know where they are. They're in another country probably. Or they moved to another city or they right. did another thing. In China, it's a little more difficult because unless they fake the letter, you need that letter to say that you're not working somewhere. Right, you have to be released from your your contract, and the only way to do that really is to leave the country and then come back. Right. So, we've never really worked in the same classroom. Only time we've ever done that is when we did a training for. Uh huh. In Guiyang, when we trained the new guy. Huh? We did that that thing before school started with the kids for Joe. Oh! That's the only time we've ever been. That's not even work. No, that's the only time we've ever been in the classroom together. Oh. I don't want to be in the classroom together. Me either, because you have the big kids. You like. I say that. 
weirdly because the lighting changed drastically. How do you say that? I don't know. Mommy's colors are separated. What happened? I know. She's not separated from this is this was the big separation between her and her shirt. And now Friday. That's weirdness. Okay. Um As far as talking in the morning, we don't talk until we leave the house, usually. Yeah, I don't, I absolutely do not like talking in the morning. <coughs> uh, if no. I start talking in the morning, I will, it will usually destroy my day. There are times when we don't even talk on our way to work. We you walk. Masked how dark it got. We, we walk to work <laughs> and usually that's when we chat for the three minutes that it takes to walk to work. We say have a good day and off we go on our separate paths until after school. Yeah, I just... And then you come home, right? Well, talking about our day mostly. But yeah, it, I, I'm not, I'm not a, I am a, I am a coffee only person in the morning. There's and coffee and there's nothing else. I would listen to the news. I catch up on maybe some, which I haven't looked at in all weekend, email, um, but I might, but I, I try not to get my brain wrapped around where I, school and the stuff of that place, because then the anger, dissatisfaction, all that stuff comes in. So I, I try, and I, I've done this for a very long time. I, I I'm quiet because I know that my job is talking. Right. My job is to go in and essentially perform all day long in front of students. And and I, I've even told students, this, <coughs> like, do you really think this is how I sound at home? <laughs> it's like, no, when I'm at home, I'm, I'm far less animated, less talking, less everything. I don't do this at home. At, you're not less animated. I am. Think about it. Think about how much time I sit there and I'm by myself. I don't. I don't You're converse. Welcome, I don't. <laughs> I don't do any of those things. I. I might be checking a website. I might be reading the news. I might be watching something. I might be playing a game. But it's always me, essentially quiet. Yeah. Now, when I speak, of course, you know, everybody when they speak, they're being heard. But the the idea of me always talking all the time. Yeah, I, I've never really been like that. I've, if I have something to say, I say it. If, you know, Aaron or Keegan come up here and they show me something and we talk about it for 10, 15 minutes, okay, we are talking about it for 10, 15 minutes. But it's not me running my mouth the whole time that I know. It's like a cab driver, man. Yeah. I don't want to drive when I go home, you know? When we get home. Like when I was delivering pizza. When we get home, we usually talk for about an hour while I'm cooking dinner and we change our clothes, whatever. Let's not call it talking, let's call it ranting. But then after after dinner is, is served, we listen to the news and we don't talk for hours after that. Yeah, because you get into the things like I might be watching some YouTube videos or I might be watching a show or... I have to take a nap. Editing a video, maybe editing a video. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, there are things that you want to get done in the 
afternoon and the evening. Before, when we had a house, it was go outside and pick up trash or mow do some gar- gardening. Some well, I did never mow the lawn after work. That was oh, no, never no, no, no. going to be a thing that will ever happen in my life that I mow a lawn after work. No. Um, but that that is Saturday work, damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, no. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty quiet most of the day, and when I don't have students, I'm pretty quiet yeah. most of the day. I don't. I will close my classroom door and turn off the light so they don't come in. Don't come in and bother me. I'm gonna sit here in silence and enjoy it. Right, because I, I mean to... you've got chaos, mayhem. You've got well, and you're you have to rest your voice. I've noticed at the end of the day now. This has never happened before. But at the end of the day, for the last two months, when I come home, I sound like a teenage boy because my voice is cracking, it's so tired, my throat hurts, because I'm constantly trying to get these kids to to stop talking long enough to hear me. And it's so loud all the time that I have to talk loudly. Yeah, you have to talk over them, which I've been working with my students all year long so that I don't have to do that, because I did essentially almost lose my voice because I was, I was, <coughs> I don't have a high voice so it doesn't pierce through, yeah. which is the other, the women that work in my grade, they can do that. Yeah. So they don't have to talk as loud for them to be heard. Right. But me, my voice is deeper so it like just blends into all of the ambient noise that they make throughout the class. Yeah. So you're, you have to get loud and louder and then all of a sudden you're, you're now way louder than you actually want to be and then you have to stop and make them come down and then you can talk like I'm talking now like in a normal voice. Right. You have to do that or else you're going to be gone. Your voice is going to be gone. Well, and it's so funny that they complain. The, our students, they complain and you saw them during the um, the performance oh at God, Christmas. They, were horrible. they complain to other people that we yell at them. But it's like we're just talking so that you hear us yeah. because you won't be quiet. Yep. And they it's like they never put that together. They're like, oh, you yell at us. It's like, dude, if I started yelling, people would come running from, from quite a ways away listen. because I I don't yell. The my speaking loudly is your yelling. If I don't, you I started don't yell. yelling, I would probably leave my yeah, classroom. Yeah, because you'd be out. like, what the hell is going on? Because I just don't do that. Because in my no. classroom is on the second floor. But let me tell you, if my husband starts yelling, I'm going to leave the classroom like, to find but out. But I'm also in a separate building. You know that, right? Yep, I know that. Even though they're... They're they connected. A, they have a covering that connects, but I'm we're literally in a separate building. Um, But yeah, they, they, they just... They, they, the students don't realize, and if you were on the outside, it would sound like, oh, this teacher is yelling. It's like, no, I'm just talking. Like, there's no anger here. Right, I'm right, not right. upset. I'm not frustrated. None of those things are happening. Like, none of those feelings. This is literally just trying to get on top of their noise because they haven't been taught up to this point that they shouldn't do this when, it, and they do it to everybody. Yeah. That's the thing. Yep. They're not just doing it to the foreign teacher. They're doing it to the Spanish teachers, the French teacher. They're doing it to everybody. And then they're complaining that everybody's yelling at them. Yeah. It's like, but if you came in, like I say this all the time, when you come into class, you should come in, sit down, take out your materials, be ready for class. 
You should not be running around, jumping around, climbing on the desk. Right. You shouldn't be doing any yeah. of those things. You should be ready for class. And and they have not been taught that lesson yet. No, and my kids still do it. It's June. Stop saying they still do it. They're in second grade. My kids are in sixth grade. I understand. My kids are the ones that you say they're still yes, doing it. Yes, but if it. nobody had those expectations prior to you. Yeah, they didn't have them in second grade. Or third, or fourth, and or fifth. They came in this week one day, and there was homework written on the board. And they had been in there maybe five, six minutes. And I looked at him and I said, what are you supposed to be doing right now? What is your job at this moment? Mm-hmm. Write down the, the homework. So why are none of you doing it? There's one child who comes in my classroom every single day. The first thing she does, she puts her things down. She gets out her homework notebook. She writes the stuff. She brings it to me. I sign it. She puts it in her bag. She does that within the first two minutes of every single class while everybody else is still running around Climbing over things, jumping on their friends. No, I don't. I, I. They need a shift. Yeah. In in how in management, not management over teachers, but management of teachers over students. Yes. They their expectations. I had a student. Now, when we're in sixth grade and this happens, nobody really cares. But I have students that if you walk up and go, good morning, they'll go, ah, oh, ah. And then you look at them like, dude, really? This is, nobody did anything. Oh, you broke my arm. It's like, really? And they do this. But for them, it's a joke. I've walked up to students before and like, like I'm not, I, I didn't even touch them yet. Like, what's up? And they go, oh, and they fall down and they, they act all this stuff out. Now, they do that over there, and everybody laughs, and, and they fall in. They, they, they think it's great. It's, and I have one kid that I, I call Neymar because of the soccer. football player. Yeah, that, that, that they, you know. Soccer, not football. You know, football. Soccer, football. Um, kind of more football than ours because but they kick a ball. Anyway, let's, 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 let's let that one go. We all know it's soccer. soccer. The, the point is, you know, he will walk around and his friends will be like, and he'll fall down and be like, oh, and he'll like writhe around on the floor and everybody thinks it's funny. It's not funny when there's a whole bunch of parents for a hat day and you touch the child and now he's laying down screaming like you just did something to him. Because now... The parents want to know parents, what you Yeah, did. like you just hurt this child. It's like, no, this is a thing that this child does in the classroom, going from between classes. It's like not a, it's not a, it's not somebody doing something to him, but then somebody will go back to the management of this particular school, say that they saw a teacher hurting a child Uh and that it disturbed them. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh God, now you're getting called in for some bullshit that never meant anything. It was never a thing. Even the child in the moment knew that they were, they were laughing because it was like not a thing that was an issue, but it becomes an issue because of all of these people's feelings around it. And that, I think, is one of the most detrimental things at this particular, like where we are now, because they've made, they've created an environment where 
oh, we must worry about every single person's feelings at every single moment of the day, but we don't need to worry about education. And we don't need to worry about the teacher's feelings because well, the teachers don't not. matter. Right. I had a student this week who, he had one hell of a week. So on Monday, I sent a note home. On Tuesday, I read the note, the, the response from the mother, and every line I read, I was getting more and more aggravated and frustrated because they were lie after lie after lie after lie. So I called the child out into the hallway and I'm speaking with him and now I'm at his level. I'm speaking quietly but firmly, I'm not yelling, I'm not, I'm not animated. And the principal comes up and says, you need to control your anger. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not angry. But you're angry, I can see that you're angry. I said, no, I'm not angry. I'm frustrated and irritated but I'm not angry. There's a difference. Well, what's the problem? And I just handed her the notebook and she read it and she was like, oh, well, you have to control your anger. And I said, I'm not angry, but it looks like you're angry. No, it doesn't. You haven't seen angry yet. So she takes the child away and keeps the child away for like an hour because what's in the notebook is disturbing. Kid was horrible all week long. But I'm the one that has to control my anger, and I wasn't angry. It's the appearance. I'm talking to a child quietly in the hallway, and now I'm the angry one. Because they had parents walking around the school, they thought, oh, this could be construed as something else. Yeah, but see, there's the there's the issue. Is, okay, one, <clears throat> nobody should have to take time away from teaching their classroom to take remove a student and have a conversation with that <coughs> student outside the classroom. That's something that should not happen, but this system does not have a way of dealing with that. They mm -hmm. don't have a place for the student to go, mm -mm. okay? Um, in, in other schools that I've been in, there have been places where you say, okay, come get this student, they have a, an issue that needs to be talked about, and you remove the student from the classroom so there's not that influence, and the teacher needs to keep teaching. But once you walk out of the classroom, you're now not teaching anymore, and other students need your help for the work that you've assigned for them or the things that you have yep. for them to do in class. That that shouldn't happen. But that's you know the, that's, the, a, that's a problem. Yeah, options. that's a problem at this particular school that they're not they don't have anywhere for that child to go. No. There's nowhere there's nowhere to go. Even if a child like literally like lost it and started doing something really bad and running around, they still have nowhere for them to no. go. They they don't I have any I still have to leave my classroom with the child take them somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, but see, that's just it. You shouldn't have to do any of that. No. Either. But there is also no communication. Right, there's so no there's way So there's no way to call anybody and say, right. come. Yep. Excuse me, come. There, you have to, you know, like every school I've always been in has had a hardwired phone. Or even a walkie-talkie. Well, maybe a walkie-talkie in schools, in old buildings that don't have phones in every room. Mm -hmm. But this, you know, having a, a, a way of communication where you can pick it up and say, I need someone to come get so-and-so, their nose is bleeding, or they just fell down and they bumped their head, and, you know, yeah, anything. Yeah. There's no way for us to contact anyone outside of WeChat, which What's is, that? or WhatsApp, and which becomes a whole other problem because then you're told you're not allowed to use your phone. You're so not it's allowed like, to use your phone, but then even if you, they tell you to send the WhatsApp, then they don't respond well, for th hours. Well, that's the, that's the other side of it. So there's no dedicated line of communication from the teacher and like for us we're off sequestered away from literally everybody mm -hmm. so it's like 
we have to handle everything amongst the four of us. Yeah. Because the one person that has the walkie-talkie in our area, she she's, may not be there. Right, she's never. She could be she could be anywhere doing anything and she's got walking around with the walkie-talkie so it's like okay, how do we get and it's always use your phone to send a message and hope that someone responds and you end up like um this Friday I end up sending like four or five messages like we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know what time we're supposed to be there. We don't know if they're supposed to have their first classes or not. None of us know. So when is somebody either going to come tell us or answer these mess questions yeah. in this message and yeah. then we'll all know. But that becomes, that's where the issue is. Is And, and it's funny. It wasn't just me that didn't know. It was, it was me, all the teachers that worked with me, the, the two that were there, and then the PE teacher, they didn't know what was going on. So it was like, they were asking me and I looked at them and said, I, I don't know. I've sent messages. I have no idea how long you're supposed to keep them, when you're supposed to bring them back. And they're running around trying to figure this out. But this special day that they had was on the calendar since the beginning of the month. Why are they running around at the last, literally the last day of the month, right? They're running around trying to figure out how they're going to manage uh, student movement and all of this stuff when it's been on the schedule the whole time. Yeah. Nobody thought to do that and there's they 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 complain about it i complain about it it's like but we get all these emails and we get all this stuff and it's like but you're not giving us communication that is relevant and important to what we need to know in a timely manner it's mm -hmm. always oh but we told you but you told me this back in september you think I'm supposed to go back to that email back from September to find out about next week? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, no, because now that email is probably essentially irrelevant. Yep. Because it's, it's, dates have changed, times have changed, something has happened and, and you can't use the room and things have been shifted. All of these things. And you think I have a, a, a roadmap of emails for this one event that's coming up this week. I have that going through my email. No. So that means I'd have to be looking through all of these emails for the entire school year, which we get, what, one a week, essentially. All of these emails to oh, try to find where the changes have been made incrementally along the way. Yeah. And it, it's, it, I, I, everywhere we've been, communication has been like this. Mm -hmm. Communication has been this bad. And I don't understand why that is in all of these countries where it's like, you, how, how, how can your communication be this bad and you still be able to get things done? Yeah. And that to me just says that people are getting things done without the help of their management. Right. Management is not driving the bus so to speak right management is just riding along so everybody is you know they're in the back of the bus and they're just doing it they're getting it done they're right. having the meetings they're talking to each other and they're making sure it happens while the manager sits at the front of the bus acting like they're doing something when they're just sitting there it's like no nah, that's not that's not how management works right you know you you have to i mean i i am <laughs> a way hands-off manager like I will not micromanage I will not tell you how to do your job but in those moments when someone needs to step in I am totally willing to walk into that 
Yeah. And I do it. I do it all the time because it's like the manager needs to have that bigger picture. Yep. The problem is, I think in places where managers aren't really empowered, they know the bigger picture, but they're not empowered to change it. Right. So then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, this is what you have to do. And that's what people always tell us. That's what we have to do. It's like, why? Yeah. And why isn't anybody talking well, about this? Like, why do we have to do that? And they never get down to the, the why are we doing this? Why is this important? Somebody, oh, there was something. Oh, they had to take a final exam. And they were going to do it across the entire grade at the same time. So, because the classes weren't going to meet that all four groups were right. not going to meet that one teacher that day. So they're going to do the test. And all the kids keep asking me, do we have to sit by list number? The number yeah. of their, where they come in the roster. And I'm thinking, what does it matter where you sit? Why is that important? So I asked the teacher. Why in your system is this important that they sit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Why, why, what, why are, why do you make them do this? They're going to hand in the test at different times unless you make them sit quietly after the test type thing. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, why do you do this? And they were like, I, we don't know. So I then, don't do it. So then why, why, why are they asking me if they should do it? Well, that's what they've always done. But why? Yeah, that's the thing that kills them because we say, we ask the why. Why Why do we do this? Mm -hmm. I need to know because when the kids say, why am I doing this? I like to have an answer for them other than that's what they told me. Right. So I have never heard that they have to sit by list number. The only time that my kids ever sit by list number is when they go to the computer lab, the library for their smarty ants, and they do it by list number because then they can keep track of the computer. If something happens to the computer, right. then they, they know, know which kid it. was there. Right. Like one of the, right after one of our classes, the librarian came up and said, who is number nine? And I said, it's this person. And she said, we're missing the USB from her computer. And so the child said, no, it wasn't there. And I had to move computers, remember? And she's like, oh. So they think it was a sixth grader who took the USB from the computer because the sixth graders had been in there messing around before my kids got there. But that's how that's the only time my students ever sit by list number is in when they go to do with the computers. I never ever have them sit like that. I never yeah, have them I line up that see, way. I don't understand like like that's what they do. They make yep. them line up according to list number or height. How does that make, like, why? Like, why Why is it important where I am in a line when I'm walking from here to there? Like, the, why would you do that? Like, why would you try to exert that level of control? Why not just say, you need to stand in line quietly huh? and walk through they the school do that. quietly, respecting the fact that the other people are having class you need to move around in a way so that you're not disturbing because I like we're doing this presentation thing this week and some of the kids need to dance. Well, they need a little more space. Makes perfect sense. Well, they can't do it necessarily in the classroom, not enough space, other people are doing other work, um, other parts of the presentation. So they go out. 
And they're right in the little kind of courtyard area uh-huh. that we have. But it's, I looked at them and they're all yelling and screaming and talking loud this far away from each other. You know? Yeah, I don't understand why and, they talk so loud. And I looked at them and said, guys, you have on that wall, you have the rest of primary is over there and you're yelling in their windows and doors. You've got people in marketing, they're up there. Why are you yelling? Yeah. Why are you yelling this far from someone else? And you're used they're usually yelling their name to get their attention. It's like, no, you don't do that. That's not that's not really good communication between you two. Right. One, that other person should be listening to you if you're gonna call them. But also you should respect the fact that they don't want to hear you yelling and then you have everybody else talking very loud because you're yelling and then the people up there are, are getting just thunder. Yeah. From below, yep. from you guys, and then they don't want you out there. We actually hear your kids in our classroom. From when they're out in the hallway, we can hear out it. Out in the hallway, where? Out when we don't go in that hallway. If your kids are out in that section where you're talking about, and they're being really loud, we can hear it in the hallway upstairs. Like through the other classrooms. Uh huh. Because all of our windows are open. Like I said, it, it, it's hot. It's now warm. It's not hot. The classrooms are hot. Yeah, but the it, outside is it's, not hot. It's hot to the point where everybody's got to open their windows. Oh my gosh, my and, classroom's like an oven. You know that, that that makes a big difference as to you know how sound is going to move yeah. around, and nobody has taught these kids to respect the fact that there are other people around them that need to do work or need to get something done. They haven't taught them that, which I don't understand how you get to sixth grade and nobody's taught you the fact that there's a room next to you. (laughs) Like maybe you shouldn't, like, cause on our floor, there's a door. And for a long time, those kids didn't realize that it was first graders on the other side of that door. What? Yeah. So you have a sixth grade class, but on, on the opposite side, it's a sixth grade, then a first grade and a first grade. Yeah. Or I think it's just one first grade, whatever. No, it's two. So you got those doors. But on the my side, it just looks like two doors that are totally frosted out. You right. can't see through any of it. But there's nothing on it to say what it is. Uh-huh. And it's like, guys, why are you messing with that door? Why are you jingling? Why are you trying to open? Why are you doing that? They're on the other side teaching. They're on the other side doing work. Why are you doing this? And they were like, oh. We didn't know where that door went. So like, but who's on, who's next to your classroom? On the other, who's right next to it? It's like they never even thought about it. And that, that lack of respect for, and they, it's so funny because I don't understand how you can have such a lack of respect, but always be talking about respect. They don't have any idea what it means. Yeah, they don't, they're not, not knowing what it means. And I, and I asked this question this week, how is it, that you're, and I, I asked it to a teacher, not the students, but you're coming from a Catholic country, but the students don't know the basic tenets of the religion that they are a part of. Yeah. I was invited Morality to- Morality and all of that stuff. Because I was invited- we, uh, Let me get to your lying thing. Yeah. We were told by students, or one of the teachers had was talking to the students, and was told by the students that adults make students lie. That's well, that's true. No, no, no. Make them lie. Mm-hmm. Who broke the lamp? Not me. Knowing it was you. 
Why did? Why are you lying about it? Because adults, because adults make me lie. That's the rationale that some of the kids had as to why they won't tell the truth, why they lied to their parents about <laughs> why they didn't get their work done, why they lie about, you know, you touch a student, next thing you know, the student's screaming and they'll then lie about you. Uh-huh. This is what they, they're telling us. We do this because you make us do this. You make us do this. It's like, how do we make you lie? Because this is a choice that you're making. And that's exactly how some of them feel. It's how they think. If you do something wrong and this is your friend, he's supposed to lie for you. Supposed to. And I and I and the, the question I had was, who taught them this? No shit. Where, where in the culture is this part of Mexican culture? Well, that was part of my frustration this week with this child because in this letter from the mom, he blamed another child for saying something inappropriate and then said that the other girl, the girls who complained about it were confused and mixed up his voice with the other kid's voice because they sound similar and they don't sound similar at all. And this other kid, this other boy, is supposed to be one of his best friends and he's trying to get the best friend in trouble for saying something inappropriate. And the kid came to me and said, Mrs. Farm, what does that mean? I don't even know what this word is. What, I don't, what, I don't, I don't know what did he say and I don't understand what it means. What does it mean? And I'm like, I don't know what it means either. I absolutely do not, under, do not understand. I understand lying and cheating in China. Yeah. I totally get it. Especially in Guangdong province. Yeah. I totally get it. It is taught. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From it is absolutely from taught. Like birth, it's taught. It's taught. It's flat out. I had students that sat in the, in in class. Teacher, can I pay you? And you just say that I I did well on my exam. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Can I, just, <coughs> can I just pay you? And then you? No. You must take the exam and do well. But all the other teachers do it. So it's taught. They're oh, yeah, yeah. Totally taught. And it's acceptable. But I don't understand, and maybe, maybe it is acceptable here. Maybe. Maybe that's the problem. And, 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 and you hate to use stereotypes, but that's what you always heard about Mexico. The corruption. Being in, yeah, being corrupt and, and not on the up and up. Yeah. So, but is, that, I don't know is that Mexico? I don't know, because how many of your, our coworkers get really angry and frustrated at that behavior so it can't be acceptable all around. I don't know how many get I don't think they really do get all because of that frustrated because they allow it. Two of my co-teachers they get like livid parent meetings yeah. go to the principal Yeah you say that but, but nothing I, happens. I have a feeling that it might be because you're there. You think? Yeah. Because these kids have done this before them. Yeah. I guess. And the kids are doing it after them. Yeah. So if it was so bad back in second grade, why are sixth graders still doing it? No. Right. If it was so bad. Like, if you had formed your opinion about morality back then, based on, like, the morality of school, if that, if it was so bad back then, you wouldn't continue it 
and act like it was normal when right. you got to sixth grade. It would have been like, yep. yeah, we can't do that. That that that's not a good idea, you know. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, was it so bad? Three years ago, four years ago, right. when that same teacher was teaching my students. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a feeling probably not. I have a feeling that that they are reacting to the internationalness of Maybe. the world that's coming to them, Maybe. and be, and looking around, going, these are things that we don't like in our culture that now we're going to start trying to change little by little yeah. in how we deal with that. That same behavior that we dealt with before, now dealing with it in a different way to get a different outcome. Right. Because they're looking at it going, why is it that things are bad, say, in politics or in the schools or in the government or whatever? And they're saying, we don't like that. How do we make that positive change back here in elementary school? Right. And so then I think they're, they're some of them are doing it. Yeah. Others are just leaving. Yeah. They're looking at the situation and going, you have a culture of dishonesty. You have a culture of listening to the parents over the teachers. You have a culture of students lying to get teachers fired, which yeah. I don't get. They do. Um, because you have these elements in the culture of this of this place, I'm just gonna go find another place. Yeah. And then they never say anything. They never talk about it. Right. Which was always the problem in China and Thailand where teachers that were local knew what the problems were, but never relayed that information back to the employer because either saving face or not wanting to hurt feelings or whatever. Or not getting blackballed so they can't get another exactly. job. So all of those things factor in for the local person, but for the expat, none of that care. really factors in. I mean, it factors in a little bit. Um, like say, like if say if we wanted to go to the school down the street or something, right? maybe, you know, but for most of us that are moving countries, a lot of that kind of doesn't matter. It's like you can say what you want, but then when I when I talk to them and tell them the true story about what it was like at your school, then all of a sudden the, the, the people are like, oh, it's really it's like that. Oh, that's what China's like. Oh, the, yeah. that's what goes on. It's yeah. Like, yeah, this is this is why. This is what's going on. This is how they do what they do, which is different from how you do what you do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh. And then they see you in the classroom, they see you doing your job, and they realize all that bullshit that they heard from before is not relevant. It, right. it is not true. Yep. But, you know, because I mean, if I, you know, based on this year, only this year, apparently I walk around meeting students all the time. Based on this year and this school and these yeah. students. And it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, I protect my students probably more than I should. Yeah. And, and it's like, I won't let them hit each other. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I won't let someone else come in and hit them. If I saw a parent beating their child in my classroom, I would step in. Yes. But see, that's, and, and it's like, they don't get that. They don't understand that. It's like me walking up and going, what's up? How's it going today? That's not me hurting the child. You know, a child is, uh, say, looking over there. Come on, look, come on, look at, look at the Buddha. Look at the Buddha. Come look at the Buddha. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, See what I just did? I'm in trouble now. Because I touched your face and because I did like this. Now, all of a sudden, I'm beating the child. I've hurt the child. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? And that's this school. That's the position yeah. that this school puts you in. It's like, no. 
me touching his face doing like this, and then we have a chuckle about it and realize that, yeah, you were kind of in a space cadet for a moment and we, we move on. You don't sit there and make that an issue. But this child then goes to someone and says, he touched it. And then you get another child from across the room looking at this, not hearing us, not knowing what's going on, saying, Mr. Farr went and grabbed his face and turned his head and his... <laughs> Which has happened at this school. Never happened all the years that I've been working around children. Never has any, and I've done exactly the same thing in every place. Yeah. Yep. I had, I was invited this week to a first community. Hence we have to move. And when I spoke to my coordinator and said, this child has invited me to our first communion, what is the school policy? Because in every country we've ever been in, it is against school policy for teachers to attend private functions of the students. You can't do anything outside of the school with parents or students. Right. So she's like, I said, what is the policy? And she's like, well, we really don't have one. And, and I said, okay. Do I go to this? Do I not go to this? I don't know. What's the culture? She said, you can't go because if you go to hers, then you're going to have to go to all the other parties and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh. Which sounds like a very, like, something that a manager would tell a Mexican person. Right. So I said, okay. And I just left it at that. And I hadn't gotten a formal invitation, just something the kid said to me. So the next day in the notebook... There was a sticky note inviting me to the thing. And so I took it to the principal and said, you need to see this. This is the thing. What's the school policy? She said, you cannot do anything private outside of the school with parents and the children. I said, that's what I thought. That's the normal policy for me, just making sure. And she said, just make an excuse why you can't go. Why can't you just say it's school policy? I said, excuse me? She's like, you know, just tell her you're unavailable. And I said, okay. Because they don't want to hurt the feelings of the parents. So I went and emailed and I said, I'm terribly sorry, but after checking with the coordinator and the principal, I've learned that it is against school policy to do these things. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor, blah, blah, blah. I'm terribly sorry. Again, you know, wish I could go, but I cannot. They did not want me to tell the truth. No. Oh. But I can't lie about that kind of stuff. It doesn't make any sense. I don't sense. understand why they would have a school. Like, I, one of my students, why don't you wear your other tennis shoes to school? And I was like, because we have a dress code, just like you have a dress code. I can't wear <coughs> those. Why not? You should just wear them. The other teachers do. It's like, no, that's not how this works. If, if, if this is the policy, if this is what I'm supposed to do, then I just do what I'm supposed to do. I don't try to circumvent the policy or try to do right. my own thing, waiting to get in trouble, which is what they do. They, yep. they do whatever they want to do and then beg for forgiveness. I had to get permission because I went the first, what, month and a half with wearing not tennis shoes and my feet and legs were swelling so much that I couldn't even walk home comfortably at the end of the day. And then finally I was told just wear tennis shoes. So I've been wearing them, but I don't know that anybody else has been given that permission. Exactly. They just do it. And I, I, I don't know. There's, there's always this push-pull with the idea of the American rule-based society and everybody else. 
I don't think that rule-based society thing that we hold on to, especially people from the Midwest, I don't think that is, I know it's not universal, but this idea that you're, you, you, you do whatever you think you want to do at any given moment. I wasn't allowed to do that ever. Me either. Like as a child growing up, I was never allowed to do that. And I think that a lot of cultures are based on that idea of me getting what I want at any particular moment in time and and that's what's most important. Do you have that, Aaron? Do you have that that feeling like I can just do? I can do what I want? I'm Zoned out. Man, you've been asleep with your eyes open. Don't even try it out. I'm asking you the question. Do you have that feeling like I can just do what I want today and if I want this thing, I'm just going to get it? Say you want money on your Steam account. You should do something. No, no. Are you, going to, are you going to just go and take the money out of someone's thing and no. walk over to OXO and buy the Steam card and then come on back? That's theft. But you wanted it. That's nice. It's gonna be there. No, but you wanted it. Like you I'm wanted gonna it. Still no, no. want it. You later. want it. No, no. You <laughs> want it now. Which means because you want to play the game now. So you want to go right. get the money now. You take it out of the can. You walk over to and you get the the steam card. Now come ask. back. No, no asking. Ask no, you don't. why do you need to ask? You want it now. That's nice. My feelings don't matter. <laughs> Just because I want it, that that's nice. Want ice water in hell? Yeah. Or so it goes, the saying goes. If they want tequila. If there's now nah, they don't. Want tequila. <laughs> that would make you hotter. Um, if there's like money in the can, I would ask, can I use this? I guess. I guess the that's thing. the there. There. There are limits, and it's funny that they're now trying to with the, the teachers that are here and the students that are here. They're starting to try to put in limits, but they won't do it whole hog, explaining to the parents, the students, and the teachers at the same time that this is a change. It is now gonna happen. And see, I am a I am a person who wants to do the change now. Yeah, oh you yeah. You just walk in and like I from my perspective, you walk in and say to all the staff, like before you start school. This is what we're doing this year. You have a plan. You have a, a roadmap. This is what we're doing based on, you know, basically, you would base it this year on educational norms. Right. Internationally known educational norms. Now, are we aligned with this right now? Are we aligned with this with our discipline, with our curriculum, with whatever we're doing and say, movement in schools or expectations of students? Are we aligned with this thing? If we're not, now how do we get there? And we're gonna spend the next year getting there. Right. And everybody knows it, from the teachers to the, the parents, the management, and the students. Everybody is clear, day one, this is where we are. That's the kind of thing I think that we walk in with and there then lies all of our frustrations when we go into these schools around the world because we think, okay, this is what should be done in order to get you there, but you're looking at it like, oh, this is gonna be like a 10 year process. It's like, no, 
you don't take 10 years to get this done because you're now hurting 10 classes of students right. along the way. Yep. You need to get this done now. You need to have these expectations now. You, you know, it's like me trying to do the curriculum back in China. It's like, no, we can't teach physics to people in English. Remember, the problem was English. No, physics in English is not good. They took physics back in, like, middle school. They right. know physics. If you're going to reteach this, but they don't have the English to back it up, why are you teaching physics? Let's focus on the English because that's the thing that they're so weak in. That's the thing. No, no, no. We have to teach physics because we have to teach physics. It's like, why? Because that's Chinese education. But we're not doing Chinese education. Right. We're not preparing them for Chinese school. So it's like you're misaligned. Your 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 purpose, your outcome, they're not all lined up. You're not doing something that is getting you to the point where you want to get to. You're just doing it because you think that you need to follow some rule. And it's just like... That thing, that that moment at the beginning of the process where you say, okay, let's tear it all down, build it all right back up. What do we need? Where are we? Where are the students today? What is going on with these students right now? See, a lot of schools don't want to do this because then they find out their failings. They find out where they have failed, not only students and parents, but they find out where they're not even meeting any of the standards of, say, education right. around the world when it comes to international education. They're nowhere near. And they don't want anybody to tell them that. Yep. You know, it's been, least of all, expats. Oh, because yeah. we're the ones that can do, uh, we can do the comparative analysis mm -hmm. of your system based on what we've seen and all the places we've been to and go, yeah, that's that's just not gonna be a thing. That's not right. gonna work. You're gonna you're gonna go down a road, and when you get to the end of it, you're gonna have learned something, but you're gonna learn that you wasted all your time going down that road. Right. And you never wanted to hear from us, you know. And and it's funny because I guess my my biggest issue is always, and I don't know why this is, but there's this thing between America and England, and. England has convinced the world that their way is the right way. They've done it, they convinced the world long ago. And now we come in and go, yeah, that's not the only way. There's a lot of other ways. Right. And we can, we can explore lots of different ways and ways of thinking and philosophies of education, all these other things. But everybody wants to hold to England. They want to hold to Cambridge. They want to hold to Oxford. And it's like, um, guys, that may have been a good way hundred years ago today no it's now an outdated way mm -hmm. and I don't even think most of Europe uses in a lot of the stuff that comes out of there do this is have, something being exported to non-english speaking places do you have a lot of students who are taking the Cambridge exam we have some I, I, I can't tell you if it's a lot I know it's out some. of 48 I think I had uh, at least 30 or more kids who were invited but to take it. But they've been told that it's a good thing to take. But, but out of the 30 been, or more know, that were invited, I probably have less than 10 that are actually Yeah, but because it, it costs. It costs. It has a significant cost yeah. to the parents. I don't, I don't understand why they're making, why they're making this be something that is really important when it's not learning English. It's learning how to take a Cambridge exam. Yeah. And... 
And at you second got, grade, it's unnecessary. I, Sixth grade, it's a little it's, more. Like I said, I don't know if it's necessary or not. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I think may, maybe at the very least, it, it gives kids a little bit of confidence about their you know language skills in English. But I I I don't think, and this is coming from the you know working in the United States and thinking about you know culture and all of those things and testing and assessment you know learning learning england through english how is that helping anybody in mexico it's not you know what i mean how is that helping them well and some unless of you're going to teacher... go to england for university and then it's a hundred percent yes you should do this or and you should pay. do it often and you should go <laughs> but no why why no yeah a, a couple of my uh, teaching friends here, they're really concerned that everything is going to switch over to British English and the, the British way of doing things. And they all learned an American English, an American style of everything because we're neighbors. And, they and we're in this hemisphere. Right? And they don't, they don't know, you know, what are we going to do if we have to ch learn how to spell things differently and teach things spelled differently and pronounced nope. differently. And I'm like, you're going to have to do it. Because I hate U's in the word color. Absolutely. C-O-L-O-U-R is the British spelling. It is in And flavor British and English. humor. And yep. But I, I guess, you know, for a lot of a lot of the stuff that, that we see here, it is the same in many other places and so many so many students are led by the nose to believe that what they're doing is worthwhile and the parents don't know enough to say, No, yeah. this is not worthwhile and then to tell the schools this is not what we want for our students. And then the schools to then turn around and listen to those parents and go, okay, now what do you want from us as an educational institution? That conversation is probably the toughest for any school because they find out that what they're doing is not very good. And mm -hmm. then, then they find out they don't have the people with the skills necessary. They, they like their, their staff needs to be retrained and taught a whole nother way and then the people that had those skills you've already run them away you've already removed them so you know sorry all, all right. right let's get to your list really yeah all right you can talk only an hour i don't know it's been an hour because we started at oh that's right we started at 10 30 36 and it's 11 36 now nice it's 11.30. So we're, we're right on time. We started at 10.30. We're literally right on time. All right, here we go. Number one, you're a celebrity and why I should care. I shouldn't. I don't care if you're a celebrity. I don't care about your baby. Nope. I don't care about your marriage. I don't care about the stupid name you gave your baby. That was your choice. God, I don't, I don't care about any of these things in your life. Enjoy care. your life. You're a celebrity. You slapped a baby. I care about you hitting a baby, but not if you're a celebrity. I mean, celebrity. I don't understand this this worship of celebrities, and people won't say it like that, but that's what it it's is. A, that's exactly and what it is. I I it's like, can we take all celebrity information and let's not call it news because it's not. 
Let's take all celebrity stuff and literally put it over here, call it celebrity stuff, or we can call it what it really is, celebrity bullshit. Put that over here and get it out of my news. Because now I can actually read things that are important. You know? I don't care about what this person thinks about this stuff. I'd rather find out about what the person next door thinks about this stuff. Right. That's going to be way more relevant to me than what somebody in some other city, some other country, some other place thinks about something that's maybe they have no connection to. Right. Your celebrity has very little meaning to me. And just get it, get, be gone. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like even the R. Kelly stuff. Yes, it, it started a conversation about abuse, about victims, about yes. Okay, I get that. But now him don't care. I never did care. I never cared about R. Kelly. Just like with Michael Jackson, didn't care about him either. You're gonna keep listening to his music. Yup. Yeah. Why not? The music wasn't the problem. Nope. It was never the issue. It was never an issue of the music. You know, the the, the artistry, like just like uh, somebody makes a painting. Somebody makes a tapestry. Somebody, I don't, their personal life is just that. Their personal, their personal life. life. I don't care if the person who painted this murdered 12 people. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, I understand, like, where do you put your money? Do you subsidize them? Do you give them money and you don't but agree I with them? I get them that. The money. But the when I bought the album, exactly. the, first, like, the money you know, is already gone. Ago. Right, the money is already gone. It's, it's like that—that's not really the issue. Even if I take it out and burn it, which is stupid, I'm gonna go burn books no, and then not. complain about the environment. Really? Really? Next. I whatever. All right. So that—that—that's my first one. You got something to say about celebrity? You want to pay attention to the fucking queen? Let me talk baby. about this for a second. No. Let's not talk about the celebrity or the baby. But there's a lady that I follow on Facebook. She runs a charitable organization. And she was recognized by the queen this week. She got a, the highest award a charitable foundation can get in England. <laughs> so she goes to this tea with the queen and Kate and William. And she spilled it on them. No, she had a ratty ass shake and go wig flipped okay, up with a glassy thing. Now, here's where my celebrity thing is. If you're going you to. You actually started event, this with wigs. Listen, oh if you're going God. to an event with celebrities, then you should at least take the time to look but your best. That proves that she doesn't care. No, she did care. To wear a ratty wig? I know. Well, she must have thought she looked good because okay, she had well, all wait. kinds so of So if she thought she looked good, then what, what is your... Okay, your argument made no sense then. That's the only time I really care. Like, if Why I, do you care? You weren't know. at the event. You weren't the photographer. You didn't have. You didn't set up the event. You weren't invited. You don't know the queen. Why do you care? That's the only reason. No, you said that's the reason. It's you didn't give a reason. reason. The only thing but was, why do you like, care? cool, you got this thing, but why would you look like but that? But see, why do you no. care? It doesn't matter. It you does. You would come oh, in boxer shorts and a tank oh, top. No, it see, who no, cares? No, 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 no. The hot lights are getting to me now. No. Yeah, no, I don't. These lights are hot. They're, they're burning me up. No, they're not. Um, that's yeah, my only I, celebrity I'm thing. I'm sorry, I don't. None of that matters. It matters. No, it doesn't. Why does it matter for you in your life? It doesn't. 
I see how it might but matter that's... in the media. I see how, like, you know, being seen that way, you don't want to be seen that way. Cause, you With know, your like yoga I, hair Like I told clothes? kids this week, you know, pictures last forever. But how, how does that change, you know, the calculus of where you're going to be next year or how your life is going to go? Why does it matter? And this is where the celebrity thing comes in. People actually care about this kind of stuff. It's like, no. No, I care more about, you know, a snap in a movie and people dying in the movie than I care about characters and people TV shows that I, you know, I don't care about your celebrity. I mean, you've got people that are celebrities for doing nothing. They're literally celebrities because of something their parents did. Yep. It's I like, uh, I, you know what, Michael Jackson's kids don't care about you. No. You did not make the music. You were not the person I cared about. Not at all. There's only one who is a celebrity on her own in her own right because she of her modeling career and her. But I don't care about models, so care. now I really don't care about you. Don't even know her name. Don't even know who you are. <laughs> I mean, it's like not. I, I, I'm sorry. If you do something in an arena that people care about, I get that. So if you're a model and people like you know are paying attention to fashion or modeling, they might know you. But guess what? Don't walk around and, and be using Michael Jackson's name or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Because we don't like you because of him. Right. Right. You know, and I'm, I'll never, I will never do that. Yeah. Same thing with like um, Will Smith. I liked Will Smith, right? Yeah. Grew up with him. Like Jada? Music, movies, TV. I mean, me, essentially, like me and Will Smith kind of grew up at this yeah, together yeah, yeah. almost. Yep. It was like he, he almost always felt like. Like an, like an older brother almost, yep. like because when you watched him, yep. you know, I identified more with him than I did Theo, so to speak. Yeah. Couldn't care less about his kids. Yeah, no. Do what you do. Yep. You know, maybe maybe you make a thing. I mean, Jaden kind of got lucky, right? And he makes a movie that gets, that blows up and mm-hmm. Karate Kid, right? But now, I don't give a damn what color your hair is. I don't care if you're wearing a shirt or not. I don't care how you look on some red carpet. Like none of these things matter and people actually make them matter. And there's the problem for me. Yeah, you know, it's like, no, if, if, if you're at an event, like I don't really like the whole red carpet thing mm-hmm. um, because basically it's just people posing for pictures. And I won as a photographer, I hate posing for pictures. I, I, I absolutely do not like that. Um, if you're in a studio and you're taking pictures for say a layout or something, that's different. But like, even when I've taken photos for weddings, yep. I don't like posed pictures. I want to get the natural picture. Like how, how is the bride really looking at the groom at the, at, during, at the wedding? Not right. how did she look at the camera? Right. I want to I get that mean? stank face that someone gave. Yeah. I want to get the real humanness of, of what I'm capturing and, and, when you get the red carpets, you're not getting any of that. You're just getting some fake pose or somebody does something stupid and everybody takes it. Everybody takes the same damn picture and then tries to sell it to all these people. It's like, okay, that, that that's to me, yes, you are capturing a moment, but it's a it's a hundred percent fake manufactured moment. Even the background is one of these, you know, fake manufactured moments. I'd rather you see you when you were at the thing, the event. Yeah. You know, capture that moment when you're, when you have when to you're look, when you're you look over at Harvey Weinstein and you're like, this motherfucker. 
You know, that I want to see that face. I want to see when, you know, I want to capture those moments. Like, it's kind of like when you get pictures from like rock concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to see the moment when you're like into it, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Now, I don't want to see you just standing like an album cover, static, soulless. Nah, that's not a good picture. So, anyway, next. It is. June 2nd. Isn't that what the, uh, yeah. the thing says there? It's June 2nd. It's June 2nd. Um, we're still in the middle of the remembering of the Tiananmen Square protests. They started on April 15th and ended on June 4th, 1989. For those of you in China, this is a real historical event. Yep. You can't find it on Baidu, so don't try. So you can't find it anywhere. I, we, we found it on Google when we were there. No, but no, we no. had a VPN. No, you had Google. No, VPN. You can't use that. If you, they every year that we were in China during this time, the internet got squeezed. Yes, it did. Okay, because of this this protest, um, I, I there was a. Oh, hey, that's why Frank asked me about Tiananmen Square in April. Yeah. April fifteenth was. That's why he asked me about that. Cause yeah. I was like. Yeah, we've talked about this before. But it comes up every year because it's, it's going to be remembered. But there was a, a guy that, the news story that I saw where they're trying, in Hong Kong, of course, yep. they're trying to keep the story alive because some of the people in Hong Kong and some of the people in Taiwan left mainland China because of these protests. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for a better life, a, a, a less oppressive life, you know, outside of mainland China. And people don't, aren't talking about this because in the West, you know, we we basically, uh, I would say that most people have a picture in their mind of a student and a tank, and then that's as far as it goes. We've been to Tiananmen. And I remember watching this stuff on the news. I remember talking about it at school. I remember listening to my parents talk about it. And when you go to Tiananmen, you don't really, you never really realize before that moment exactly how big that space is. Oh, yeah. And, and the vastness and the, and the fact that that, that that place was packed. With students. With students. And they ran over them with tanks. And as I was. Did they run over them? They ran over. I think they ran over one of them with a tank. But I think it was the the firing of yeah. the students that was what the the rest of the world their outrage came from. So as I'm standing there and I'm watching my children, you know, run around and look at the stuff, and it, I just took a moment to like, wow, this is this is where this all happened, and I'm standing in the part of history. Now, when we came back from Beijing, I was talking to the Australian teacher who had been. And he said when he was there, he captured a photo of a little Chinese child playing with soldiers, the little green soldiers, on the ground in Tiananmen. And he said it made him choke up because that child will most likely never know what happened in that exact spot mm-hmm. all those years ago. And so we, as expats, we get to go and see those historic sites and be a part of, of the environment and kind of reflect but living in china 
they suppress it so much. Even the people who are alive when that happened won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, they would have been students themselves, right? Yeah. They would have been those, and so then they would have had feelings one on one side or the other right. about what was happening in those moments. And I'm sure if they had television broadcasting, like it was being broadcast around the world, right? Yeah. But inside of China, I have a feeling it probably wasn't. I'm sure that it wasn't. And so they didn't see it. They didn't. See, I mean, and it, which was hilarious to me because the book that the, the Chinese people chose as the literature book for my classroom had the picture of the student with the tank, tank. in the yeah. book. And most of the students never had never seen that before. But, but I'm just flipping through the book and I was like, oh shit. Did y'all not vet this? They didn't y'all vet didn't, it. Y'all There's didn't no look way. through the book? Because, I mean, it's a you know big, giant, eight and a half by 11 kind of page, full, and it's just that picture. It's like, okay. Are we teaching this? You know, this is what we're Because I'm all about teaching you know, this. Because, you know, but that's, but you go online, on your computer, go to the interwebs, go to Wikipedia. It's not there. Not it's not China. there at all. So... That was one of the things I put on there. All right, next thing on the list. Go ahead, say it. Say it. Okay. Oh, next. Next. Um, I think we already talked about this. I don't know if we have to say. It. I I put this on here, um, because you know I was reflecting on on the mostly the students, but kind of the teachers too. Listening is a learned skill. <sighs> People don't just do it on their own. You have to teach them how to do it. And listening is a learned skill. All right, that's enough of that. Um, don't do that. That's not a cute thing. I have one more for you to to, to chew on. Um, I don't understand the... I, I, I understand it. So, this idea that people should the idea that people should stay and fight and I'm thinking this in a couple different contexts so like you're at a school let's just say you just had a job and things are not the way they should be from your perspective and things should should be different improved whatever and should you stay in that place and fight? You're not going to pay attention, are you? Should you stay in the place and fight? Oh God, here we go. Should you stay there and fight for what you think is right? Or should you just leave? Leave. Fuck it. Fuck them. Be out. Yeah, but well, if you said that, you'd never have change. Right. If you yes, ask, if people, if people, are you talking any, about in people, their home country? People, or? period, no. anywhere. I don't. I'm not talking about expats. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about people, human beings. Do you stay and fight and make it better? Fight for what should be, from your perspective, or do you leave? Leave. Yeah, you don't want that. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I don't think you do. 20 years ago, I would have said fight. Now, 
Fuck you, it. But you're fighting for it every day. But you're looking at it from an expat point of view, yeah. not just a general dude. This is your country. You live here. Right. You're gonna never fight for what you believe in is right. You would not you don't even do that on a daily basis. You fight your own students to make them what you think they should be. Every day. You complain about the fact that they don't learn those lessons. It's Every my day. job to no, teach them. No, no, that. no, but that's my point. Do you stay and fight? Or do you leave? And because leaving essentially means not fighting anymore. Not not trying to make it better, not trying to see improvement, not trying, that's what the leaving is. I think it depends on the situation though. No, but I don't like, think it does. But if you tried to, if you tried to stay there and fight for the thing that you believe in and are trying to change and, but you have no one to back you up or- But that's what the fight is all about, isn't it? Getting people to back you up? I know, but what if that doesn't work? What do you mean? That's that's the point. It, it's not going to work all the time. So do you stay and fight or do you leave? That's my point. That's what I'm getting to. I, 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 you hear people all the time, especially in the context of politics or um, elections um, or just people on a job like teachers and dealing with, say, unions. Or, or conditions or whatever. We, whenever you hear any of these things, you're always hearing the drumbeat is always stay and fight. Don't leave. Stay and fight. And I'm not sometimes sure if a, you should. Sometimes a fight is just not worth it. It's not worth your mental or your physical or your emotional health. If you have to go to a place every single day and fight to get the, the minimum amount of change or or good conditions, you, it's not the place so for you. So then when does it become not worth it? Well, that, because that's the next question. When, when, does, when does you're working in a place, things are not very good, at what point do you just throw in the towel? Because essentially that is what you're doing. Yeah. I think it varies. Like... I remember when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, I worked for Manpower. And I worked for them for three years, and I absolutely loved working for them because I got to go and learn new things and different businesses. But I was assigned to this one business, and I was supposed to be there for six months. And the girls found out that my ex-husband was black. My husband at the time was black. And... I'm also black. From the third day of on the job until the end of the second week, I was hit. I was insulted. I was pushed. I was. It was just horrible. And I had never quit a job before. But I called my my representative and said, "I will not return tomorrow. You need to get someone here. This is what's happening." Because it didn't matter what I said or what I did. I wasn't welcome, and they made sure that I knew that. I know, but shouldn't you stay and fight? No! Because that's wrong. I mean, from, from, see, here we go with, it's wrong. It is wrong, but know, it's not but, my job to fix it. No, 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 but what I'm saying is, it's wrong as an employer 
having a contract worker come in and that contract worker is now being treated badly for it doesn't matter by the all reason. of the employees it doesn't matter the reason because now those employees are beholden to that employer right. that employer is responsible for the behavior of those employees yep so shouldn't you shouldn't you fight for that shouldn't you say this was this is you know shouldn't you you know now break I, out the mattresses i did I told the my representative what was going on. She scheduled a, a meeting with me, for me with the owner. I told him what had happened the entire time I was there. His daughter, which I didn't know she was his daughter, was actually the the ringleader of the whole situation. And uh, Manpower severed their contract with him. They no longer would provide people because of what happened to me. I didn't know that it had happened before, and so. In that situation, there was no way I was gonna fight them. I was, I was not. I was on my own. No, I wasn't. I didn't fight it. No, I said, forget this. I'm leaving. I'm not gonna go yeah, through this. Yeah, but you left while sending in everybody else to take care of it. So you kind of did inadvertently fight it because it stopped. No, they, they stopped don't. providing people to them. Okay, but do you think that? Do you down. think you? Do you think that you had a positive influence in changing the future for other people in dealing with that company by taking the actions that you took? No. I think that those people are still going to be bigots. They're still no, 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 no. The people that would have come from manpower. You changed the fortunes of other people by not doing allowing what them you, to be tortured? Not allowing yourself. Oh. Yeah. Hence the fight. You fought while leaving. You did this. You did. You fought with your feet. Time. You fought by leaving. Yeah. Right. Well. So yeah. is that? And telling everybody else this is what happened. This is what happened, and not staying silent. And then. See, because you could have done what people it. do here, right? You could have just said, "I don't want to go back there. Why? Well, I don't like this job. But can I have a different assignment?" They could have given you a different assignment, put somebody else in there, and things would have just gone on. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah. Right. Well. You could have just said, "I don't like this," and just left. So you did do both. You you did the Midwestern hyper polite. You did the thing that the hyper polite fight. <laughs> you you yeah. You did the <laughs> very thing that happens in the Midwest where nobody really confronts everybody. Just kind of things happen behind the scenes, and all of a sudden the policy has changed. Yeah. You know, but it's not it's not really active. It's very very subtle. Changes. I think. But should people stay and fight? If you don't like the conditions in your shit in your city, should you stay there and fight for better whatever? If you don't like the things at your job, should you stay there and fight it? Should you, if you don't like things in your country, do you stay and fight? You see what I mean? It's like when you start to stack it up. Yeah, you're you're talking about more and more people getting getting involved or in being being. Um, like their 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 fortunes are going to be wrapped up in this fight. But should that happen? Should they try to impeach Trump? Yeah, that's what you're should. talking about. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're talking about this. The fight could be at any level of society. If society has levels, I think we should just lay them all out and do it like a timeline. But still, you know, should where <coughs> where do you? Where should we choose to fight and where should we not choose to fight? You see? Well, a lot of people are starting, a lot of Americans are starting to feel 
like I do, fuck it, leave. I but just you're talking about leaving America, leaving, leaving but you're still States. going places. Yeah, you're going places. But so a friend of mine posted an article to me, for me this week that uh, more and more people are leaving the U.S. to move to Mexico than the other way around. And between 1990 and 2015, only 800,000 people, Americans, had moved to Mexico. Now it's between 2015 and today, it's over a million, separate from the, the 1990 number. And it's because of the political situation. It's because of Trump. It's because of all of the... Um, white nationalism that's going on and the you know all the the danger of being the school shootings and the work shootings and going to the movies and getting shot and going to the church and getting shot and to the club to the club and getting shot you should never get shot while you're shaking your ass no you should not you should be able to shake your ass in peace I like getting killed while you eating it's like getting fired on your day off um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. The stay and fight thing, I, I, I don't, I, because I, when you're, when you grow up black in America, you, you are basically always told to stay and fight. You are. You are, you, you should not accept anything less than human behavior, like human treatment, which is a big deal for us because we had a lot of years. 400 plus. Still uh, going. No human treatment. You know, not being treated like everybody around. So it's like this idea that you should stay and you should make sure that it's it's fixed and you should make it right. And then as in, then you live your life as an expat and you, you start to look around going, why should, why should the people in your current country fight for those things that you essentially left? Right. Is it should should people stay and fight or should they leave? You know. Well, we have coworkers who've been there six, 10, 15, 40 years, and some of them say, "I always hope it's going to get better." Keep hope alive. But you're not doing anything to make it better. Keep hope alive. I don't know that they aren't trying to do something to make it better, but they aren't being heard. And so why, if you've been banging your head against this wall for 15, 20 years and the change doesn't come, why are you still there? Well, that's, you keep if hope alive. If you're still, if you're banging your head on the same wall in the same spot for three years, why are Eventually, you staying? Eventually that wall will fall down. It will not. It's brick. Cement. It's not going anywhere. You're going to crack your skull and your brains are going to ooze out. It's and not going to change. And the wall will come down. No. After you've left. You put a dent. I, I, I don't know. The stay and fight thing, it's a it's an interesting idea. Because, I, I mean, we get put in that position all the time where we're like, why do you keep doing this? And they say, well, we do it because we're, we're Mexican. Or we do it because we're Chinese. And it's just like, but you know it's not good for you and your country like and this is not children. this is and not a good thing you have recognized it not me you have why do you keep it going and they basically everybody says the same thing yeah, that, because it's uh, our culture it's, yeah it's like it's our that's who we are why don't you make a different choice uh-huh and 
you know, I think as expats, we're telling the world to do something that we didn't do. Stay and fight? Yeah. I don't say stay and fight. I say well, fucking no, leave. you are saying stay and fight. How? Because you're telling you're telling them to leave not their country, but leave the job. Oh no, I tell them to leave the country. Nah, you kind of don't. I even you can't them. tell everybody in a country to leave their country. No, but at I, some point they've got to fix the problems of their country. But I think that the more people who travel outside of the country and have experiences outside of the country and then return. Or not. What happens if they don't return? Then right. nothing gets fixed. Nothing gets fixed. Their views don't like us not going back. Yeah. Yeah. I keep I, getting that question about you. Why aren't you going to the university in the U.S.? I've had that question probably 20 times. Okay. And my answer is because he chose something else. Yeah, but if you have, if you if you have the <laughs> opportunity to think about the something else because most people you know like when I was in when I was in school the option for me after high school what I only had one go to university I did not have another option well if your option is go to university in your home state okay or if your option is don't go to university if your option is go to a trade school if they go to job corps if that's what you think of as your next thing why would you Make a different choice. You're only going to choose from the options available to you. Usually, that are laid out. I know that it was an option for me because back then I could have gone to England and I could have lived with family and gone to school and saved tons of money and gotten a new experience. But but I didn't even know that was an option. The propaganda of the United States says you need to be here. Right, and I think in that's... the United States, so, I mean, that's just... that. But that's the United States. Somebody has said that this week, you know, the why they asked why do so many people want to flee to the United States when the United States is struggling so much and there's so much hate going on and, you know, violence. And I said, because we have a good PR firm. Yeah. And we've had... Like a good, the Bible. We've had a good PR firm for many, 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 many decades. <laughs> and like so that... People don't in other countries don't realize that America America has poor. They don't realize that we have nope. homeless. They don't realize the the crime rates are have increased or are increasing. But, the, that, but you know what? A lot of those people that that come to the United <coughs> States usually from these other countries, and they can if they if they can come totally legally, it costs so much money. Yeah. But they're not living around all of that stuff no. that we see on a daily basis. Right. They're living out somewhere they're living somewhere else or they're able to sequester themselves inside of the community of people right. of where they come from. So yep. they're 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 in America, but they're not a part of America. Right. They are essentially separate yeah. niche kind of groups where they can go and get food from their country. They can go and get the language from their country. They can go and get all those things inside of those communities. So, you know, uh, they're not really getting an American view at United States of America experience. experience. They're not. They're not living in the ghetto. No. You know, they're not. They're not a part of that. They're not living like white folks, but they're not living in the ghetto either. Right. And you know, it's just not. It's just that ain't the same. And that's poor white folks or white, rich white folks. It don't matter. They're not right. living that way. They're living a whole nother 
kind of culture. There. Right. It's like cultures inside of cultures. So, so but our anyway. kids have have gotten away from that. They've had the opportunity to experience different places and see that the propaganda of the U.S. being the land of gold and you know milk and honey. milk and honey. Um, yeah, is just simply not true. Well, that's because you're young. No, that's because he didn't spend all his time in church. Yeah. Because that's where it comes from. The beacon on the, the hill. Well, that's Lincoln. Reagan. Lincoln. Reagan brought it Lincoln. back. Lincoln. That's Lincoln. Okay, but Reagan Who's brought it back. Reagan? Reagan, all he did was act. Be movie star. Anyway. It's true. Acted like an actor. Holly Weird. My favorite song. <laughs> Gil Scott Heron's birthday was uh, this week, too. movie. I love that song. Get that song. Listen to it. It's still relevant today, which is so bad. So bad. Oh, God. And that's the other part is we always feel that the United States of America is so progressive, but then we go back and listen to, you know, the songs of the 60s and the 50s and find out, wait a minute, we're talking, they're still talking about heroin. They're still talking. James Brown made a song about heroin. Yep. Two of them, part one and part two. King Aaron. Really? <laughs> we haven't moved. We have the needle has barely moved. We think it's moved. It feels like it's moved, but it hasn't really moved. Nope. Oh. Okay. Stay and fight. Figure Next. it out. I don't know. Next, that's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. The rest of them is uh game game stuff. You have anything this you week, anything? sir? You got anything? You ain't got nothing. You only got his game. He's he's geared up for the game chat. He's ready. He's made sure. He had a list and everything. Yeah. And he played stuff. Yeah. And the hordes. Look at look at look at his face. He's all happy. He even played with Keegan. See? Do you need to Keegan as part of your gamer chat this week? If she's willing to come and sit in your chair while you go make us uh, lunch. Oh, yeah, I haven't eaten. So, Not my fault. You woke up late. What time did you wake up? I got up. I woke up and the sun was up. Shut the front door. So it was so, after 6 a.m. I got up at like 8. Yep. After 6 a.m. Wow. Impressive. I, bl- I blame the whiskey. I'm okay with that. Because you never get up that late. I got up at like 8.45. Really? Yeah. 12, 12, and I haven't eaten or had anything to drink yet. I got up at 8 a.m. You haven't had anything to eat or drink? Wait, Shema. Because I woke up, took a shower, put the cats in my room, saw Daddy play a little bit of Rage, took all the clothes downstairs, started the laundry, like half a video and came up and we were talking about Okay then. Yeah. So I didn't have anything yet. Shout out to the back of the theater. I did listen. I promised I would listen this morning. I did it. I was learning about the Holman method. But it wasn't, you weren't laughing hysterically. I was not laughing at all. It was very, I think you you laughed one time at something and 
It was the Holman method. It was all about it was all about film. It was it was down to the roots. That was the professor, right? Mm-hmm. From Howard? He he's more than a professor. If you look him up, Michael Holman. Yeah. What else is he? Oh, lots. He's a film god. Film, <laughs> music, hip hop. What else? Art. He's a painter, I think. Yeah, sponge. Um, he's got his own Wikipedia page and everything. Wow. Oh yeah. Tis more than a man. More than a man. The Holman method. We were all we were all over that. So. I don't think I spelled Holman right. How do you spell it wrong? H-O-L-L-M-E-N. Whole van. If you're getting close. Uh, maybe just one L. Because like, a white dude showed up. It's not a white dude. I know it's not a white dude. So, yes. Ah, there he is, one L. Mm-hmm, told you. Yeah, I was all over it. I like that show. It was good. Lots of information about screenwriting. Lots of information. I, I, the, front. As an English teacher, you're always trying to get students to get their one. You're fighting, usually fighting with students to get their ideas on paper, especially when it's not a creative writing class. Like they didn't come to the class to write. Uh-huh. But when you're when you're trying to get them to do anything, like these kids have to do a presentation. Part of the presentation is going to be dancing, but the other part of the presentation, they needed to write it out. They need to script it yeah. because they have to. They've got three groups, and they've got to do the same thing in each group. And so I literally put on the board, edit and revise what you're going to do. And they all look like, wait a minute, we're doing a presentation. Like, why do we have to revise it? Why do we have to edit it? It's like, this is a because process you that you're going to do, do. the first thing you write down. But there's, it's not even that. It's the idea that how do you make it better? How do you improve it? How do you make it interesting? And what I've been telling my students uh, about this is they need to... Make it so that their parents don't look at their cell phones. Right. Because that's the, the issue. Whenever they do anything, the parents are like... Oh, And they're God. up there. And they, the parents are looking at their cell phones. Or the parents are watching the thing through their cell phone. And it's like, no, people. You, right. you should be engaged in the moment with your child. You should be listening to what they're doing or thinking about what they're doing. And I think that goes for a lot of just creative things like right. just make, just editing YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a big part of it because I always sit and ask like if I wouldn't watch this then I need to make it then interesting. I well and I remember you had sent me a video at one point and I watched it and I'm like are you sure you want? Are you sure you're done with this? And you're like, what's wrong with it? And you got really upset, and then you watched it again, and you were like, I'll be back. <laughs> because sometimes, and I've been telling my kids this, you can look at the thing over and over and over and over again, but you're gonna not, you're gonna miss things. You're gonna miss mistakes. You're gonna miss hiccups because you're used to what it looks like. So that's when you go and you give it to someone else. And they asked me one time, well, who do you give your things to? And I said, I usually take a brand new red pen and the page to my husband and say, do your thing. Yeah, but your, the idea is you take it to someone, to like your peer or something. Take it to right. someone. Peer editing. Yeah. And so I have been working with our scripts and on Monday we're going to do a final edit 
so that they can start memorizing their stuff because they we were told they aren't allowed to have their cue cards, their note cards at all. And so they will Which do is a, not smart. No, not for a, a nine year old. And they have so much to do. How old is I Yeah, you have a different situation. But also sure. being but being in a play you you are your, it's, it's your someone else's language. it's someone else's script. And oh, someone yeah, else is a director, yeah. and you have people that are working on sets. You're not yeah. doing all of I the just, things. I just followed directions. And but you're also lines. just, your job is to learn the lines, yeah. whereas... And it was your native language. Right. True. It's not, it's a totally different idea than, oh, we're going to do a presentation. And we're, everybody has to do everything and yeah. in order to prepare for that thing. Which and, is and every anyway. one of my kids has to be able to do every single part in English and Spanish because some of the parents don't speak English. Which I don't understand because honestly they could have say this person who's very strong in Spanish let them do the Spanish and this person that's very strong in English let them do the English and just do both. Well we've actually done that. We've separated by groups. This group is going to do all Spanish. This group is going to do all English. But then we have one, we have three, our kids split up into three groups but the third group they have to do cinema, international Mexican cinema, international and Mexican theater, whereas the other two groups don't have to do the theater because the other two classes are handling that part. So our kids have so much to learn, and so I told them on Monday we will have a peer edit. Your, your friends are going to read your script out loud. If there's something that needs to be changed, they're going to write it down on a piece of paper, and they will give it back to you, and you will fix it. Yeah, I kind of wish that collaboration and co-construction were a part of like just basic education. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely something that they needs don't. To be taught. They do not understand. It's like, why do we have to do what they're doing? It's like because you're all part of the same group. You're all doing the same presentation. Well, why can't we just do what we did in the past? Like, why do we have to think of something new? Why do we have to be fresh? Why do we have to? It's like, guys. Why, do you, why would you ever choose to be boring? No kidding. And then complain that you're boring. Yep. It's like, you why that. do that? Why make that choice? Why not choose something that is interesting to you? That's also interesting to your audience. Who is your audience? And it's like, when I started talking about that, it's like, this translates into everything you do. It's like, why would you do something that your parents have seen you do five times now? And I have to actually make that argument to these students. Like, five times you've done a thing. Do you really think that your parents are, are your parents are still interested <coughs> in seeing you do that thing? Yeah, why not? This is what they expect. It's like, yeah, why, why, would, would, why you would you want them? them why would you give them that? Why would you want them to do? But anyway, all right. You got anything else for these people? For the people. Happy anything? Pride Month. Pride of. Pride, pride in, is this like a lion thing? Yeah. It's gay pride month. It's um, gay pride, it's not a LGBTQRTSUV yeah. thing? It's a, all of those things. It's a, it's a thing for all. Yeah. Happy pride month. So wait a minute, does that, you never notice that you got the LGBTQ Q, and why not that. just say everybody yeah. pride? I mean, honestly, wait, I, wait, wait, no, wait. I'm just saying, why not just do that? Because, because it's, you're, you're basically saying everybody but. Everybody who isn't straight. That's like saying. No, it's not. It is exactly like no, saying. No, why can't we just have sexual pride? Listen, 
It's exactly like saying Sex black lives matter, no. and why don't we say all lives matter? No, but but they ha are saying that though. That's my point. That and, is what people are saying. And we can be proud to be heterosexual. No, no, no. And I don't, don't even be proud to, in it. Okay, why can't it just we be? Can, we can just be. Why can't I have sexual chocolate? I'm all for it. I'm just saying. Why? 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 I I get that you. We have all of these, especially in the United States. But we have all of these people that have been discriminated against for one reason or another. Women, black folks, you know. People of color, all colors. All the different colors. And then you've got, you know, native peoples. You've got all, all everybody has a thing, right? Whoever that, isn't okay. a white man. But now, or Protestant. Yep. Now, why not just say, or honestly, maybe not say, why not just have pride in who you are month? You know, like, if if that's... And I'm not saying take away, say, Black History Month, because, you know... Those black, 28 days? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know if Black History Month... I mean, yes, it's worth learning history, people. And, and honestly, you shouldn't be teaching... I, I don't think. You should not be teaching black history, and you should not be teaching white history, and you should not be teaching... Native American history. You should not be doing any. You should be teaching history. And if you are just, if you're pushing anyone to the side, there's your, therein lies your problem. So if you're going to teach history, teach history, which means you got to spend more time teaching history because you don't have enough time in the current way that we teach history in the United yeah. States. You don't have enough time to teach actual history because it's all connected. Well, and it's all like if you if you look at world history, you don't have enough time. You're gonna be you're gonna be throwing away yeah. whole cultures yeah. and peoples. If you do it inside the United States, you're gonna be doing the exact same thing because you have people from all over the world coming in. So, what is that Polish experience? What is that Chinese experience? What is that German experience? What is that Jewish German experience? What is you know? Once you start doing that, you start okay. Well, what is the the West African experience? that was not coming over to the United States as slaves. What is that East African experience? Once you start doing that, you have no time to teach anything. Right. You have too much information. But you have to do that across, like, uh, what's his name? Um, milk, Harvey. Harvey Milk. They don't, that's not being taught. Yeah, you can have a Pride Month, but that's not going to ever be taught. The stuff Stone, that happened. But Stonewall isn't even taught. People but that's what know, I'm saying. People See? don't know why we have Pride Month. People don't know why. I, I, they I, don't. Like my nephew, my step nephew, he's gay. And for him, being in high school and going to school in drag is just part of what he can do. But he doesn't understand that. 50 years ago, it was against the law. He could be put in jail and prison. He would be beaten by the police. He would be beaten by people walking down the street if he wore an article of women's clothing. And I, when he was saying, oh, it's not a big deal, I can go to school and drag, I'm like, you don't understand. It is a big deal. It's a huge deal. You need to learn the history of the gay community if you're going to go out and represent them in this way, you need to know why but are, it is a big deal. But are the, okay, in what you just said, are, is he out there representing them or representing himself? Both. But is he? Yeah, he claims to represent both. 
That's his goal is to represent both. Not just represent himself, but to represent the gay community and the drag community and and himself. So then he needs to learn the history. I am not gay, never even considered it, but I know the history because I'm like, we oh, live through we lived through some of it. A certain kind of, we lived through AIDS. We, we did <laughs> we live through AIDS. And so we, we have a different, a whole different take on. But like when I was 19 years old, that was the first time I, I had an openly gay friend and she was really afraid to even come out to us because she didn't know how we would react. We just didn't give a shit that who you sleep with is who you sleep with. We don't care. And it was at that point that my eyes were open like, oh my God, people actually care about this? Like, why is this a thing? Why do they care what she does? She's not affecting them in any way. You're saying that care about karma. Right, coming from a very small rural community. I didn't know. Come on now. I didn't know because it wasn't something I encountered in my daily life. I had friends in high school who were gay, but I, it was never a big deal. But I would think that... But they also back, weren't out. Uh, right. When, back when we were in high school, that wasn't a thing that anybody would even talk about. No, no, no. You might... People might suspect. Right. And people might look at you kind of funny, but then there... I don't think it was like a thing that I had... There was one student in my high school, and it was, I think when we got to our junior year, that was <coughs> I don't know if he was gay but he was definitely cross dressing and not cross colors not crisscross but he was cross dressing he was dressing he was a big guy dressed as a woman and drag. that well man I don't know that's drag well is it drag I know but is it drag we used to call it transvestite exactly. that's not what it's called anymore but see that's just it back then it was right and but back then there was a distinction. Is this person actually gay or are they just wearing the clothes? So if he was going to go out on a date, would he go out on a date with a woman or a man or both? See, there was always that issue. And then it became, which bathroom can this person use? Because for us, it was a big deal. The girls wouldn't let him be in it's the girls' still bathroom. A big deal. Well, I'm saying the girls wouldn't let him be in the girls' bathroom. Now the, the guys wouldn't here. let him be in the guys' bathroom, and uh, the, he had to he had to use the the teachers. The, no, he had to go to the nurses' office. That's terrible. Oh, how could he use the teachers? There wasn't a there wasn't a teachers' bathroom. There was a men's and women's bathrooms. Oh, our teachers had a bathroom. You see. So, understand that you still have the same problem, you're just dealing with older people. Neither one of you, neither one of those groups wants the wants that guy in there. I don't give so. a shit which bathroom you use, just wash your hands. Okay, See, that's not, that's not even what we're talking about. See, I don't care, just wash your I mean, hands. But so. I guess my thing is, why not acknowledge and this, and for black folks, it's the same way. And this is why black folks hold on to Black History Month. Why not acknowledge that the wrongs, the history, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, of all of it, all year long? It should I all think- be part of the education of a nation. This is what we did in the 1800s, 1900s. Do you really think that at any point in the next 20 years, 
that the U.S. education isn't going to include gay history any more than they have included black history. Yeah, I think it will. Absolutely. Because it's already there. You're already talking about um, the marriage thing. The marriage thing is almost solved. Marriage equality? Well, what do you mean it's almost solved? Because it's solved. This, it's law. See what I mean? But that doesn't mean they're going to go back and talk about the... But they're going to have to because it's history the now. history of it. No, no. It's history now. But they're not going to go back to the Stonewall. They're not going to go not? back to before Stonewall. Why not? You're going to have teachers that are gay. We have teachers that are gay. We've had teachers that are gay. No, We've my point is that are, are allowed to be gay. Open about it. And you see, you've got, you've got politicians that are gay running for president of the United States. You, you the, yes, in 20, in 20 years, I'm not saying next year, but in 20 <laughs> years, absolutely. You're just like you have uh, black studies, you've got LGBTQ studies now, right? At the university level. You do? You, of course you do. That's cool, I didn't I'm know saying, that. Yeah, they're I didn't there. Know that. that doesn't mean that they're widespread. Right. It, it's going to depend on the university, but yes, they're there, just like the black studies are there. They're they're there. The problem is who's taking those classes. When I was taking, a, I was taking a, um, it was a literature class, black literature. I don't remember the time period, but I think it was just mostly all. Um, and uh, most of the students in that class were white. The teacher was white. Mm. You know, because they were trying to understand. What they had never been taught before. Right. You know, whereas I'm looking at it like a literature class. Right. You know, but I had also been to Tuskegee before. So it's a very different idea for me to be in right. that class. You know, I'm looking at it like it's a literature class. I know I'm not going to get any of these writers in these other classes. Right. So I've got to take this class. Whereas what should be happening is it shouldn't be one class. It should be... This is the time period we're going to cover, and we're going to talk about all those writers. Like, how do you talk about literature of the 21st century, 20th century, 20th century literature and not mention Maya Angelou? How do you do that? You can't. You, you, can. you see? Or Zora. How do, you or... Talk about, how do you talk about the 20th century and not talk about um, orators? Because that becomes, a, from Kennedy... Lincoln, Obama. Uh, you know, yeah, then you, you you get into the Obama, you get into Malcolm X, you get into how do you even how do you how do you leave people out? You can't. You know, Chavez. How do you even do any of? You can't. You've got to include them because they're a part of why we are what we are yeah. today. But they, you know, they're trying to. These are important. These are not important. And then when I was in school, it was everything is British English, American English is not important. Because that's not as good as what's... The in literature? You mean? Yeah, in literature classes. Yeah, so, I had an American lit, and then I had lit. And I remember the first day of class, because I had the same teacher for both. And and I remember the first day of class, him saying, they are not equal. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's important, I think. It's not important to remove days. You can have a day, you can have a month, you can have, from my perspective, history should be taught, and it should be history. It should not be selective. Let's talk about lesbians, but we're not gonna talk about gay men. You know what I mean? Let's, you know, we have transgender, but we're not gonna talk about the gay sex. You know, it's like, no, it's like, let's, let's be honest about who, what the world looks like if 
if people had to be in the closet, why did they have to be in the closet? What was going on socially? Why are we never talking about the social issues of that day? Well, Whatever the, that day happens that, to be. The thing that really kills me is that there are still people, even our age, that think that... Ain't nobody your age. If we... <laughs> shut your ass. If we allow our children to be around gays and we watch the gay TV shows... The gay TV... The gay... That the kids, TV shows having sex with TV shows? That the kids are going to catch the gay. Gay TV shows. And catch I, the gay. Catch, catch the gay. And I, I was never so proud of our son... When he said to an, a black adult male, wait a minute, you think it's okay for two women to be kissing? That's hot. But two men to be Joey. kissing is wrong? Joey. Well, how kind of stupid is that? And I was so proud of Aaron, like, yes. Yeah, but. Yes, Aaron, you're correct. It's not any different. And then in the. the oh, I, I think it's one. very different on Wednesday. Unless one of those one. women got the Billy D look, it's different. Yeah. Look. You may favor looking at one over the other, but this is the same concept. It is the same concept. And the thing. Except I, for the Billy The whole, yeah. I don't agree with their lifestyle. Motherfucker, you don't have to agree with their lifestyle. If you don't want their lifestyle, don't live it. Right? It's not wow. yours. It's theirs. I just, I think it's funny that all, a lot of the, we talked about celebrity. You had all these people that were talking out against, like say, gay folks. And then they were gay. Or yeah. you had people talking, you know. Um, that minister who was the, who was the, um, oh, what's the, the therapy, the pray the gay away therapy? Yeah, and then he ends and up being gay. And he's gay. gay. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. You pray it away. But he, I mean, I guess I, I don't, I don't, I think that we need to be more honest about what we're teaching and stop trying to cherry pick history and sugarcoat it just if the motherfucker beat his ass trying to change his name from Kunta Kinte to Toby and that happened don't act like it didn't happen it happened it was history it's part of that family if he cut off his foot you know? yeah, so that he couldn't you know, run away yeah, again just Go on. Don't act like these things didn't happen because it doesn't feel good. Well, guess what? It didn't feel good to that motherfucker who got his foot cut off either. You know, it's like it's like we want we want to be sensitive to all the different groups without being sensitive to everybody having an understanding about all the different groups. Yep. I'm I, I'm the kind of history person that wants to know, you know, how how did we get there? How did we get through it? How did we get over it? Or is it still going on? And then move on. I mean, you basically not move away from it, though. See, that's just it. A lot of people think move on means move away from this way of thinking. It's like, no, we need to understand it because the way of thinking is still there. Yeah. It's still going on. Yeah. Homophobia is probably never going to go anywhere. While the Greeks were you know, digging in each other's ass on plates, guess what? I'm sure somebody at some in that same society was like, "They some wrong motherfuckers." This ain't right. This ain't right. In we France and England and this. Germany, they right. had it all yeah. through Europe. But it's, but I'm sure there were people that were against whatever it was. Be against it. That's fine. That's you don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't no do it. Said, you know nobody nobody it. made you go and play fucking soccer. Maybe their mama I, did. I, 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 um, 
Totally. Bring you back to soccer. Well, because you know the idea is I hate soccer, so nobody should play soccer. It's like, like no. If you don't like soccer and you want to go play basketball, go play basketball. But if that person likes soccer, if that person likes soccer, or that man likes that man, who are you to tell that man to stop liking that man? Right. Why can't they just love who they love and be done with it? No, they can. See, that's just it. Without judgment, without persecution. Because that's yeah, not, not going to happen. That's not human. Well, hell, that's even in Louisiana, we couldn't still get married. Right. But the problem, the problem isn't, oh, why can't they just be who they are? It's why do the people that don't agree with it, why can't they just agree with, not agree with it and not act? Why do they it? have to agree with it? Okay. Okay, now you're getting into a whole other conversation that's going to have to wait till next week. We'll put it on the list. I don't think All I'm right. Saying, I don't think I'm saying what I'm trying no, to no, say. No, no, you're saying it right. The problem is when you ask why is it that people behave this way, well, that's a whole other hour, another day. Put it on the list. If you want to find the Traveling Fars on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, Google, or the Google Play. You can find us at The Traveling Fars. If you like the Twitter and the Instagram, send us messages at Traveling Fars. If you like email, travelingfars at gmail.com and the blog space, thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in blueberry. Say goodbye to the people. Say goodbye to the people. Bye.